The Louisville football team received commitments from two Power 5 transfers on Monday afternoon. We're going to talk about what both of those players bring to the Cardinal program individually and more on this episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner, and finding the perfect gift can be tricky, but Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the word college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Also want to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Lockdown Mobile Podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team every day. So as I mentioned in the opener, it was a very busy day for the Louisville Cardinal football team. In the transfer portal, they received two commitments seemingly just a couple hours apart. First um, from Miami wide receiver transfer D. Wiggins and then the Tennessee running back transfer Tyon Evans committed to the cards. Um, very solid day in the transfer portal. We're going to talk about what both of those players bring to the team individually and their respective positional units as well. And then we'll finish out the show uh, considering what the cards received in commitments um, on Monday, where they still need to address as the uh, transfer portal seemingly grows bigger and bigger and as the bowl season kicks off so but before we get into the show um for those who are not aware of who i am my name is dalton pence i'm a credentialed media member for cardinal sports zone where i serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst also do some pa announcement work for various sports at the university you can follow my personal twitter in the handle in the graphic at the left hand of your screen and you can also follow the podcast twitter page at lo Underscore global. So let's get right on into it. We'll start out with uh, Tennessee running back transfer Tyon Evans, who by 24-7 sports currently is ranked the 12th best transfer uh, in the portal thus far. Obviously, that is subject to change as the uh, bowls have yet to get kicked off and, um, you know, the offseason is far from over. But Tyon Evans Coming from Tennessee this season, which was his only season in Knoxville, 81 carries, 525 yards, six touchdowns, six and a half yards per carry, averaged over 10 yards per reception. Only played in seven games, had a nagging ankle injury uh, before the season, which um, consistently kind of hindered him and bugged him throughout the season. Only played in seven contests. Elected to transfer at the end of November, visited Louisville, and uh, the rest is history on um, December 6th when he committed to the cards. I reached out to a couple people that I know in Knoxville that are big Tennessee fans, and um, you know they kind of had differentiating theories on why he decided to transfer. I'm not, I'm not going to entertain that on this show because it's all speculation at this point. But um, one thing was for certain, and uh, that was the fact that all four of them believe that when he was on the field, you know, he had the potential to be a star in the SEC, which is saying a lot. I mean, this is a guy that is playing at the highest level uh, of football in the college ranks in the best conference, and he's showing out. 
was arguably the you know pound for pound Tennessee's best rusher, five uh, ten, just just around two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's a guy that is able to make um, defenders miss, especially at the line of scrimmage. And if you let him get into the open field, then is um, you know he can definitely turn it into a house call. Very solid as a receiver as well, which I find interesting uh, considering the fact that Lobo likes to use you know the intermediate routes and the short field routes. So ultimately, a very solid commitment here for Louisville. Um, kind of served as a head scratcher to some considering that when you think of what Louisville needed in the transfer portal, you know, running back really wasn't high up on the priority list. However, uh, with this commitment, um, you know, you do lose Hassan Hall uh, transferred before the season ended or uh, opted to enter the transfer portal, I should say. And Maurice Berkeley is gone. Um, Aiden Robbins is a player that is back and it, it is you know yet to be determined whether he switches positions or if he transfers out you know he's been buried on the depth chart for a couple of years but he's still there uh, but you know you still you have three guys already in the rotation Jalen Mitchell a true freshman Travion Cooley and then uh, change of pace back in Syracuse transfer Jawar Jordan. So my first initial takeaway uh, from this commitment is I wonder if this is the writing on the wall that uh, one of um, you know, one of the three in the latter half, uh, one of Mitchell, Cooley, or Jordan maybe transferring uh, because, you know, let's face it, with a dual-threat quarterback uh, that demands, you know, or not necessarily demands, but um, warrants um, a lot of touches on the ground, and then you mix in uh, already three mouths to feed in general, it's hard to believe that all four of those players are going to get some run. So, um you know, just trying to read between the lines. I'm not saying or I'm not inferring anything, but it, it just, you know, kind of piques my interest because you would think that bringing in a running back of this caliber, yes, you know, he's, he may end up being probably the best or the most talented running back on this team. Um, but, you know, who knows in terms of if Louisville was to have a guy leave and this is um, their replacement. But if that happens to be the case, I mean, it is a dang good replacement. Tyon Evans uh, coming out of JUCO. Um, he was ranked as the third best uh, prospect in the 2021 JUCO class. The number one running back chose Tennessee over schools like South Carolina, uh, Maryland, etc. Had a very solid um, career at uh, Hutchinson Community College. Um, committed to Tennessee early on and then flipped to South Carolina and then back to Tennessee where he played this year for the Vols. Um, had a 92-yard touchdown against Missouri, so he, you know, he he was pretty solid this season against Power Five competition. Only played seven games against Florida. He had 11 carries for 50 yards against Missouri, 15 for 156 and three touchdowns. South Carolina, 16 for 119 and a touchdown. So, I'm um, a very solid member to add to this uh, running back committee. Coming out of high school, uh, was pretty, I would say, you know, pretty highly regarded. Um, in a sense, um, you know, he was one of those guys to where, I'm sorry, coming out of Juco, pretty high, highly regarded. Um, but he's going to be a guy that's going to you know, impact right away. Uh, it is yet to see whether he's going to use both years of eligibility. Um, I, I'm not too awful sure, but he came in as, as a junior to Tennessee this year. So you would assume with the COVID year, he has two years of eligibility left at Louisville should he choose to utilize that. Um, I, I talked to someone who was um, surprised that he didn't go pro. You know, he's that good. But he's going to be a guy to watch out for. Um, when I watch him, I kind of get, uh, you know, Michael Dyer vibes in a, in, in a way. You know, a big, um, 
you know, a big transfer, a guy that saw success in the SEC, maybe not necessarily as small as Dyer was, but um, dynamic with, with the ball in his hands um, when he, when his number got called. Um, the injury aspect of it is the thing to keep an eye out on. I'm not sure um, what the timeline is for Evans, whether he's still hurt. And if he is still hurt, how much um, or how long is he going to be sidelined um, throughout the offseason heading into the summer? Hopefully not long. Um, but I, I guess you you should keep you you should probably keep a uh, an eye out on the running back committee now that there are four members. Maybe you know at the end of the day, all four end up you know being there. I mean, they did have Hassan Hall there to where they had four to five you know very serviceable backs. Um, but however, now you with, with the one time transfer rule, you we we could see someone from that you know committee uh, decide to look elsewhere to to get some more reps, but. Um, you know, it's all just speculation at this point until we hear more. But a very, very solid addition for the Louisville uh, football team on offense. A very dynamic running back and a receiver in the backfield. And as I mentioned, the twelfth ranked transfer in the um, you know in the in the portal so far by twenty four seven Sports. A lot of criticism for Coach Scott Satterfield and company has been okay. Well. Sure, some of these guys have come in and they've had some success, like uh, Liberty transfer Keetro Clark, um, Georgia Southern transfer uh, Kendrick Duncan Jr., Al, um, Alcorn State transfer Quinterio Cole. But, you know, it, it's seemingly all been guys from, from lower-level schools. Can't really say that now. Um, a starting running back for Tennessee is now at Louisville, um, a very solid addition. Uh, speaking of a player coming from a big-time school, Miami transfer D. Wiggins is now a Cardinal. I want to talk about what he brings to the wide receiving room. Uh, not before we talk about our friends at Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest sports news all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Just a disclaimer, free phone is limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for more details. Also want to talk about our friends at Prize Picks. If you are a college sports fanatic, you need to hear about Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world while offering all the star players of the Power 5 as well as mid-majors you may have never heard of. It offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of those that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So basically, you pick 2-5 to five players in an over-under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's literally that easy. It's just you versus the projected numbers. And it allows mixed sports entry, so you can take the over on Josh Allen and combine that with the under on Paul George in the same entry. Be sure to use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe. It offers fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store today and download the app. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy so uh transitioning over into it was actually a chronologically the first uh transfer of the day miami wide receiver transfer d wiggins is now a card six foot three junior who um played i i believe he was um he he's been with the program since 2018 um in the past um 
a couple months, he kind of got passed up on the depth chart by some younger guys for the Hurricanes, had some issues with ball security in terms of uh, just dropping the football, um, speaking to a couple Miami fans. Um, what they told me is that, yes, you know, he struggled to catch the ball, hold on to the ball. But when, you know, when he was on, uh, when he was catching the football, you know, the talent's been there. Um, D Wiggins is a former four-star recruit. Or I'm sorry, you know, high three-star recruit, four-star recruit, depending on where you look at, out of the Miami area and had a lot of uh, big-name suitors uh, after him on the recruiting trail. He ended up going to Miami, but um, the Hurricanes had to fend off Alabama, Florida, Georgia, et cetera, for his services. So, you know, he was um, you know, very highly sought after um, heading into the college ranks. Overall, he leaves the Hurricanes, um, you know, kind of uh, in a little bit of, a, of an interesting situation because he did have 62 receptions for 791 yards and seven touchdowns. But his first and last season, 2018, he had seven catches. Um, this past year, he had four catches for 25 yards. Like I mentioned, got passed up on the depth chart, decided to enter the transfer portal in early October. But the two years in between that 2019-2020, uh, the first, his sophomore season, um, or I'm sorry, uh, his uh, first like true season, uh, 20 catches for 335 yards, four touchdowns. He had two touchdowns against Louisville in that matchup down in Coral Gables. Um, and then in 2020, 31 catches, 358 yards, and three touchdowns. He averaged 12.8 yards per reception. So when you look at this commitment and what it means for the global wide receiving core in Gunter Brewer, number one, you know, most people will focus on, oh, this is the direct replacement to Jordan Watkins. And sure, scholarship-wise, I agree. But they don't necessarily play all that um, you know, similar. I mean, Jordan Watkins is a sub-six-foot receiver. And uh, D. Wiggins is six foot three, so uh, they don't necessarily play all that similar. So I, I'm not going to go as far as saying that it, it's kind of a direct replacement, uh, you know, in, in terms of outside sheer numbers. Um, <clears throat> but as I mentioned, you know, the Louisville wide receiving core is, is in an interesting situation. They don't necessarily have a true go-to verbatim number one wide receiver, but they have a, a handful of guys that Malik Cunningham spreads the ball out to. Um, <clears throat> It is really kind of yet to be seen in the past couple of seasons of of how you know Louisville utilizes a big receiver, uh, kind of a, a deep ball threat. I, I like to think of um, you know Seth Dawkins being the um, player comparison for D Wiggins in this Louisville offense, a guy that may not necessarily get eight to ten targets a game like Tutu or Dez uh, Fitzpatrick got, but at the end of the day could have a four catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. I'm just kind of going deep. He has a kind of deceptive speed for that six foot three frame, um, you know, good route runner. It's all just, you know, coming down to uh, the mental aspect of it and uh, limiting the drops, uh, being able to stay on the field in that regard. But, um, you know, I, I've heard some rumblings uh, of some guys possibly transferring out of the wide receiving core. Um, I, I'm not going to necessarily speculate on who that is. But uh, if that comes to fruition, I think that um, I think that Wiggins could definitely be what the doctor ordered in terms of what he brings to the table and um, you know production wise and all that. I don't necessarily think he's going to be a top one to two option on the team. I think he's going to be a very solid rotational player. He might end up starting if all goes well. And when you look at the um, you know the big frame wide receivers in this offense, Justin Marshall. Um, Demetrius Cannon, uh, Chance Morrow, assuming he signs with the cards. No, nobody that's really proven themselves. We, we've been looking for Justin Marshall uh, to take you know the next step forward. The targets and the production just don't match that yet. 
Uh, Demetrius Cannon, I'm not sure, has played a single snap for the Cards this year. If he has, it hasn't been really anything significant. And Chance Morrow will be a true freshman. So, um, you know, D. Wiggins should have all the opportunity to come in and earn a starting spot um, as, you know, the as a jump ball receiver. I like him, especially in situations around the goal line where Malik Cunningham can utilize the, um, you know, the goal line back shoulder fade or, you know, just being able to find him in the end zone anywhere. So at the end of the day, I think at a minimum, what he's going to do is he's going to give you a quality option that you can use in the rotation. Like I mentioned, you do lose Jordan Watkins in the transfer portal. Uh, All signs are pointing to him, you know, leaving at this point. Um, but, you know, you have to replace his production. I'm not saying that, um, you know, Wiggins is going to come in and put up career high numbers, but I think that this is because this is an offense that is pretty much run dominant. Um, you have a quarterback in Malik Cunningham that uh, uses his legs fairly often, and then you have a handful of running backs, as we mentioned. You know, um, you know Evans comes in, Tyon Evans is in now, one of the more dynamic running backs um, pound for pound in the SEC this past year. So it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, target number looks like for Wiggins in this season. But I'm interested to see how he uh, flourishes in Gunter Brewer's system and uh, how the chemistry excuse me, is able to uh, come with uh, Malik Cunningham. So ultimately, it's just going to depend on if he can... Um, you know, keep the football in his hands if he can limit his drops. I think that the talent that the talent is there. Uh, everyone that I've talked to from the Miami side of things and some other people in the uh, you know the ACC side of things have all told me you know Wiggins the talent you know the talent's there. I mean, we saw it. we saw it against Louisville in 2019 when you let him break free. I mean he's a guy that can you know take it to the house on any given play. However, it, you know it, it just comes to show you that there are some. Um, you know, some limiting factors along the way with it. It seems like a mental aspect of it, you know, just dropping passes. But I'm interested to see how uh, Coach Satterfield and Gunter Brewer and company are able to help him out with that. So, uh, But they had to see something in him that they liked because, um, you know, it, it didn't take long for Louisville to reach out. I mean, after this season, you know, he's the first transfer that they bring in. So um, obviously the Louisville coaching staff sees a lot in him as they do tie on Evans. Very solid day on the um, in the transfer portal for the Louisville Cardinals. Two Power Five commitments that look to um, you know make an impact right away, and a pretty significant one as at that. Um, with that in mind, I want to take a look at the positions of of need going forward and what Louisville needs to address as they um, you know continue to utilize their scholarships they have available. Um, before we get into that, I want to talk about the title sponsor of the show, Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. I know for us, um, you know, Omaha Steaks has always been in our Christmas plans. Um, you know, we have always loved um, you know those bacon wrapped filet mignons. My dad absolutely loves to uh, make those as his signature dish that he brings to Christmas. Um, But Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved as well. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the word college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, 
sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code COLLEGE, you'll get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Achieve, uh, I'm sorry, omahasteaks.com. Keyword college to focus on there. So final segment of the show, we are looking as a whole into what are some of the positions that Louisville needs to address in the transfer portal um, moving forward as you head into next season? It seems like uh, uh, the first thing that needs to be talked about is the fact that we're in unprecedented times. So, you know, with the one-time transfer rule, guys see more incentive with the NIL um, you know, opportunities, name, image, and likeness. I feel like, you know, this is times that we're all trying to get through. We're all trying to navigate. Things are so uncertain. So a, a position – a position that doesn't necessarily need any more help right now may need a lot of help a week from now. So you'll keep in mind that everything we're saying right now is just strictly tentative. And, um, you know, right now there hasn't been a lot of uh, transferring out uh, for the Louisville Cardinals, but you just never know at this point. Um, we'll, we'll continue to monitor all of that uh, on um, a bunch of fronts. But, the Cardinals add to the offense heavily on Monday, um, bringing in a wide receiver, bringing in a running back. I want to f- first focus on offense. Obviously, not necessarily in need of a quarterback. They do bring in and they do bring in Caleb Johnson, uh, three-star commit uh, from the state of Alabama. So you'll have Cunningham, Johnson, assumingly Conley and Brock uh, Doman. Um, could they bring in a guy to try to groom into being the starter after Malik Cunningham leaves next year? Who knows? Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if someone is able to, or somebody wants to come in and be, um, you know, a backup to Malik this year. Uh, I don't necessarily think the quarterback is a huge position of need at this point. Running back, they've addressed that. That's not a position of need. Wide receiver, the only way that I think that they should add a wide receiver is if they go out and get a, um, you know, a, a surefire number one option that completely, you know, changes the dynamic of this offense. That's really the only case. Tight end wise, I mean, I feel like the the cards are solid there. You know, you have Marshawn Ford back. You have you know some younger guys that fill out that um, you know that position group. Offensive line, the only guy you're really losing uh, is the starting center Cole Bentley, which you can have Brian Hudson slide into that role, which he's done a couple times this year. Uh, Adonis Boone announced on Monday evening that he is returning for his senior season. Uh, the only way that I really think that offensive line uh, should be a focus, um, you know, you can always try to add more depth um, or add, you know, just another quality player. So if it's um, in the best interest of uh, offensive line coach Jack McNell, Scott Satterfield, that they think, hey, we we need to go out and get, you know, another lineman or so, maybe they go out and do that. But I think most of the focus is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. It seemed like Louisville showed promise at, at some points during the season, whether it be in the rushing defense, um, getting after the quarterback. But uh, more often than not, it was they struggled to put it all together on the field and um, you know, sometimes was some of the reasons why the Cardinals lost games in the fourth quarter. So where the cars need to go, uh, I don't necessarily think that any position is off limits. I think most of the help needs to come to the defensive line. Yes, they have uh, some help coming in. Four stars in Popeye Williams and Selah Brown. You have guys like Yaya, Diaby, and Ashton Gelati that are um, you know poised to come back. And then uh, at the defensive tackle, I think that this is where uh, 
you know, Louisville needs to bring in a, a veteran uh, guy, uh, a veteran defensive lineman at the uh, interior, a nose tackle that has played snaps at the power five level or, you know, at the group of group of five level that is a uh, very decorating that, re- you know, in that realm. I think, you know, just having a presence in the middle of the line would be able to help uh, not only the rush defense, but the passing defense as well. That's something that I think needs to be addressed is getting a guy, you know, maybe not necessarily adding in another, another pass rusher, unless you feel like, you know, there's an option out there. Now, now, that, now, put it this way. I think that anytime, if you want to add a best player available to your team that you think is going to be an upgrade at a certain position, by all means, I mean, hands down, do it. I mean, because you're trying to win games. Uh, but I think that defensive line-wise, I think Ashton and uh, Yaya are going to be pretty serviceable defensive ends, and then you've got some solid freshmen coming in. It'll be interesting to see if they want to add um, you know, a veteran defensive end, but I do think that they need to address the interior. Um, they do um, bring in a couple of recruits, but bringing in some players to the um, – to play in the nose tackle in this defense could um, do wonders. Um, looking into the linebacking core, they lose C.J. Avery. Um, it all, you know, signs point to Monty Montgomery and Yasir Abdullah coming back. They have Jack Fago, Marvin Dallas. You know, the linebacking core. There's there's a lot of players there. I I still think you know linebacker is probably the most important position on the defense. You can never have too much talent there. So I think if the opportunity presents itself to where if you can go get a starting you know, linebacker, whether that be in the middle or the outside, uh, I think you do it. I think um, you know being able to uh, get a guy who can play sideline to sideline and uh, be uh, both sufficient in the running and the passing attack, I, I just can't under – state the value of great linebacking play and um, I wonder if they look to replace CJ Avery in the transfer portal but a lot of help will probably be needed for the um, defensive back positions uh, especially safety uh, who know I'm, I'm not sure uh, Quinterio Cole is um, gone after this season I'm not sure what um, Kendrick Duncan Jr. has decided it seems like right now um, you could assume he may be back um, but he is a guy that um, you know, even if he does return, you're going to have to uh, address the other safety position. And even this season, there were some uh, very slim numbers. So you know, who knows? Do they look for Josh Minkins Jr.? Does Benjamin Perry step up into the void that Quintero Cole left, and do they step in? Still, I think that you need to uh, you know, address the other safety position, or at the very least, add good safety depth. A cornerback is a position to where it's kind of kind of in limbo. I mean, you do have Cottrell Clark, Chandler Jones that are you know set to maybe be back next year. Um, like I said, it's it's so hard to predict just because who knows with the with the transfer portal and everything like that. These guys can go and um, you know play for you know, teams in the SEC or ranked teams in the Big Ten, Big Twelve, etc. So I think that um, you know adding um, you know a lockdown cornerback or two in the um, you know in, in the defense would do wonders for the passing attack. I think just overall getting upgrades in that in that realm uh, would be what the doctor ordered. But we'll we'll continue to monitor. Um, you know whenever we hear some names, we'll continue to talk transfer portal. A good day, however, on Monday, uh, adding some very solid. Uh, power five transfers so a lot of the help i i would say needs to come on the defensive side of the ball um or if you know focusing on the trenches as well but overall talked about both um tyon uh evans and d wiggins um 
and what they bring to the table individually and what uh, Louisville needs to target next in the transfer portal. Um, tomorrow, we'll be bringing Jeremy Wallman on to the set. I talk a little bit about basketball. I talk a little about football as well. I've got some... Um, I've got some uh, some good questions. We'll have a mailbag for him and uh, for High as well. Before we get out of here, a couple quick shout-outs. First to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. You can find that at cardinalsportszone.com, the most recent episode uh, two Sundays ago, uh, but still great information. That is still relevant today. And also the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert from Lee Sterling. You can find that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. Uh, but that's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.